This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, midweek Wednesday afternoon, January 12th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Apple is reportedly in talks with Major League Baseball over a live streaming package for weekday games. We'll get the latest in our next segment. Right now, a key gauge of inflation is rising at its fastest pace in four decades. We're joined by Bob Bruska, chief economist, fact and opinion economics based in New York. Bob, thanks for joining us today. And uh, as we've been reporting all morning long, uh, this is not necessarily a surprise. In fact, the uh, forecasters were right on the money. Yeah, yeah. The number uh, came in. Uh, pretty much as we expected. Um, it's not a good number. It's not a good trend. And, um, you know, we're not sure really how aggressive the Fed is going to be in chasing down the inflation rate, driving it lower. So nobody quite knows how to react to this. Um, I think for the time being, there's an assumption uh, in the bond market on Wall Street that the Fed is going to walk on eggshells a little bit. They're being careful about tapering, although they sped that up a little bit. They're still being careful, and they're talking about raising rates. Uh, and let's remember, you know, when you've got inflation at, at basically a 40-year high, the Fed is only talking about raising the federal funds rate in 25 basis point increments. Now, I've been doing this for a long time, and believe me, the Fed used to raise interest rates by 50 basis points. They've even raised rates by 100, by a full percentage point. And so compared to what they did in the past when inflation was uh, this high and even lower, uh, the Fed steps are really uh, still very, very measured. And, uh, and a lot of people are still worried that they may not be enough. The CPI, 7%, the highest number since 1982, and then the core reading, 5%, which is also the highest since 1991. Um, what are some of the trends that we can pull out of this uh, CPI report that came out today? Well, you know, you've got some... Uh, Things that are probably temporary, for example, uh, the sharp increase in used car and truck sales. Um, you know, those, those prices reflect uh, the chip shortage and the fact that existing vehicle prices are going up a lot more. <clears throat> and once they get their arms around chip production, uh, some of those prices should go down. Now, we know there are things in this report that are temporary, but we also know there are some things that are temporary but are only going to be fixed over a longer period of time. So it's not like we can wave a wand and let a bunch of these things go away and suddenly inflation is going to be that much better. We don't know. We do know we have supply chain problems. There are all kinds of transportation problems. Talk about grocery stores not having enough drivers to deliver stuff there. Grocery stores that have shortages, not because there's a shortage of product, but a shortage of drivers. These, these are troubling things. And is this something that, in your estimation, could make the Fed more aggressive and uh, uh, result in those uh, basis point jumps that you were talking about before that are a lot more, uh, a lot steeper than uh, are, are are in the cards right now? 
Well, it could, but the Fed does not seem to be of that mindset. The Fed seems to be the mindset that, well, you know, even if we raise rates a lot, we're not going to put more drivers in the trucks, right? There are certain things that are going to happen, and there's only so much that we can do. On the other hand, if the Fed lets inflation continue to mount, and if it doesn't take sufficient steps, then you'll really stoke what we call inflation psychology. You'll raise expectations. You'll have people fighting to get their old standard of living back because their wages didn't keep up. You'll get a wage price spiral, and then you'll have a really sticky mess on your hands. Well, thanks for joining us today. Bob Bruska, Chief Economist, Fact and Opinion Economics, based in New York. Coming up, Apple explores a potential partnership with Major League Baseball. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Major League Baseball and Apple are in talks. that could have them teaming up for live streaming of regular season weekday games. Let's explore the possibility with Tim Hanlon, founder and CEO of the Vertier Group in Chicago. Tim, thanks for joining us today. What does this mean for the future of the regional cable TV sports network? Hey, Rob. Nice to talk to you again. Um... Yeah, it's a very good question, right? So these are uh, two games that ESPN used to have uh, on a weekly basis and would be essentially national uh, telecasts or broadcasts or streamcasts, whatever you choose to call them, um, and um, would be a significant uh, foray, if you will, into live sports presentation for Apple, who has been lusting uh, to get into that space for some time on a number of different places. Uh, the question you're bringing up is the regional sports networks like uh, NBC Sports Chicago for the White Sox or uh, obviously the newer version via Marquee Sports for the Cubs. Um, there are uh, entities in and around those that uh, also play into that mix. Um, I think right now uh, we're talking specifically about two games that ESPN used to have nationally uh, that would not be, at least uh, last year, ESPN, uh, the situation was the case, were not blacked out, meaning that those games, uh, Monday night and Wednesday night, uh, were also available with the local uh, regional uh, networks as well. So you could, as a, as a viewer, choose between the national broadcast or the local broadcast. Now, That's unique, a unique wrinkle. Now, in the last couple of seasons, um, MLB has tried a uh, streaming game on Facebook and a streaming game on YouTube. Clearly, they like the results. Yeah, so look, Major League Baseball uh, is uh, engaged in a lot of – it's a commodity that a lot of people want, uh, for, possibly for different reasons. Uh, and, uh, you know, the idea that Apple doesn't have any live sports right now, this is probably the biggest property most immediately available to get a toehold. Not unlike Amazon getting uh, those Thursday night football games as part of their toehold for the NFL. Um, in many respects, the next big one to come in, into play will be beyond baseball, if there is baseball, uh, the NBA. Uh, so it's clear that Apple is behind the eight ball, if you will, in terms of getting access to live sporting games. And Major League Baseball has done a lot of experimentation and arguably has a lot of great technology behind it. And very quickly, um, does this mean yeah. that uh, the, 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 uh, the market for premier properties in scripted television has plateaued in the streaming space? I don't know if it's plateaued, but I do think live sports has extremely high value in the streaming realm. And those who do not yet have it 
uh, it makes a lot of sense for them to get some kind of toehold like Apple is trying to explore with Major League Baseball. Thank you very much, Tim Hanlon. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Discount retail retail chain Big Lots is announcing big expansion plans. Let's learn more from Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors, formerly vice chairman at Target and chairman and CEO of Toys R Us based in Vero Beach, Florida. Gerald, thanks for joining us today. What is driving this desire to expand the retail footprint of Big Lots? Well, you know... the patterns before the pandemic are probably going to start to reassert themselves. And so before the pandemic, we saw a lot of growth in off-price retailing, which is very bricks-and-mortar heavy, so people have to go to the stores. During the pandemic, it wasn't quite so hot. Now that things are opening up again, uh, I think the strong belief on the part of management at, at Big Lots and other companies is that we're going to see that kind of growth in off-price again. And uh, they are specialists in home goods. And it's kind of an eclectic assortment. And I think they're trying to catch some of that magic we've seen in the apparel sector where people like TJ Maxx have grown spectacularly in the off-price clothing segment. Affordable furniture, lamps, and other accoutrement for your home. And many years ago, I went to Big Lots to furnish my first uh, post-college apartment. Are th- is that the demographic they're trying to serve, or is it uh, the homeowners? You know, who who is who? Who are they trying to appeal to? I think it's more more uh, people who are just starting out their households, a little, little older than college. You know, they talk about their customers. Jennifer, it's always, what does Jennifer want to buy? Uh, they actually use that name, so that's who they're thinking about. Is that that uh, young young family, uh, and uh, you know, who, who where money's a little bit scarce. It remains to be seen what's going to happen. I've always think big big lots has been bigger in aspirations over the years than they have on execution. Really, the stock hasn't gone anywhere. They're down ten percent over the last fifty two weeks as a company. It's down four or five percent today alone when they announce results on top of this expansion. So it remains to be seen whether they're really going to accomplish what they say they're going to accomplish. And in some respects, this has got to be very welcome news for the uh, owners of shopping malls or other retail developments that may have lost an anchor facility in the last 10 years or so. They could possibly woo uh, big lots now that they're willing to uh, open 50 stores across the country. You're absolutely right. I'm sure that's part of the thought process is that there's going to be all this empty bricks and mortar and what's going to fill them up. And so uh, why not an off-price retailer? So there will be some of that that will occur. They say they're going to start with 50 stores. When they say they're announcing a 500-store expansion, I guess at that pace it might take a decade. So as I said, it remains to be seen where they actually pull off what they say they're going to do. But they're going to start with the first 50 stores. Pretty confident they know they're going to do that. How quickly into this process will they determine if the uh, 2020 uh, spending patterns uh, – continue to assert themselves or if we return to a uh, 2019 uh, type of trend? Well, I think in retail in general, that remains to be seen. But but uh, every piece of data that I've seen says that consumers continue to spend right now. We'll get a, another good read on Friday when we get to December retail sales results. We'll know a lot more then. But as we go out, I expect spring to be very, very strong. So it won't be until we get to back to school. And we really have, are starting to lap sort of the partial reopening of the economy last year that we're going to find out what's going to happen here. All right. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors, formerly vice chairman at Target and chairman and CEO of Toys R Us in Vero Beach, Florida. Still ahead in Personal Finance Wednesday, strategies for buying a home in a very competitive market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The head of the CDC discusses face mask use with the number of deaths from COVID in the U.S. up sharply from last week. Chicago's top doctor notes the latest surge in coronavirus cases is being driven by the unvaccinated. In Personal Finance Wednesday, it's a seller's market in housing. We'll find out what you need to do to buy the home you want. And prospective employees could be holding the power as they negotiate job offers. WBBM Business, the Dow is up 25 points, the NASDAQ is up 49, the S&P 500 is up 11. AccuWeather says mostly cloudy this afternoon, a few spotty showers, a high near 40. 39 degrees right now in Chicago at 1231. And topping our news at the half hour... The director of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, says the CDC is not updating its guidance for which face masks Americans should be wearing to protect themselves from COVID-19. However, it will update information on the filtration levels of the various options. The best mask that you can that you wear is the one that you will wear and the one you can keep on all day long that you can tolerate in public indoor settings and tolerate where you need to wear it. COVID hospitalizations in the U.S. are up by about a third over the past week, with the number of deaths about 40 percent higher. Chicago's public health commissioner is not yet ready to say that we're past the worst of the recent surge of COVID. The story from WBBM's Mike Krauser. Dr. Allison Arwitty says with roughly 5,000 Chicagoans testing positive each day and pressure on hospitals from mostly the unvaccinated, the surge is bad, but there are indicators that it may be easing. And I really don't want people to think sort of it's over. It is extremely not over. But this hopeful flattening that we are seeing right now, I got to see it for at least a week to really trust it. There's been a lot of changes, but I it is it is I am I am less concerned than I was even three or four days ago about where we are. But I'm still concerned about the hospitals. Arwitty says the positivity rate in the city is down eight percent from last week. That is the latest. 
It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are gaining ground this afternoon. We're joined by Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter based in Hammond. The markets are higher today despite that consumer price index report that said that inflation is on a year-over-year basis at its highest level since 1982. And uh, that's essentially uh, on the money. That's what all. That's what the smart money had predicted. And when it come when it when things turn out the way they say they're going to turn out, the markets are satisfied. Yeah, uh, yes, they are. And, and if you looked at the report, there were some areas within that report that that showed a little moderation in certain in certain sectors and so forth. So yeah, it, it was a, it was a report that came in that um, was expected. Uh, there wasn't a surprise. Um, and uh, and thus the market is is I guess focusing a little bit more on earnings that will start coming out later this week and and go you know pretty strongly through the rest of January. If you have uh, uh, if your portfolio is heavy on stocks, um, how do you position yourself uh, to be to 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 benefit during this uh, inflationary time? Well. It, it's it's somewhat difficult, at least on a short-term basis, because you know if if inflation truly is sustained at this level for you know for 2022, that's not going to be good for any asset class, in, including stocks. Now there may be some certain pockets, you know, the oil sector, energy stocks tend to be a bit of an inflation hedge, but a lot of the even even that tends to get overstated in terms of investors saying, well, you know, metals or inflation hedges, they're not really that great, quite frankly. So, you know, look for companies that, that have pretty strong pricing power. Look for companies that have high productivity. Uh, and, and one way to look at that is, uh, you know, look at what the company is generating revenue per employee. And, and I think that's, that's a significant metric to kind of follow here because I think one of the big problems with runaway inflation is when you get significant wage inflation, and that really starts to crimp profits. So the companies that tend to be able to weather wage inflation are those that really generate a lot of productivity from each employee. So that sales per employee number is, is a metric that people should be looking at here as they figure out what stocks to own to kind of fend off inflation. The other thing, too, I might add is, is, is dividend growers. I mean, if you can have a stock that its dividend is growing on a regular basis at 5 to 10%, it's one way to help offset the, 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 the impact of inflation on your cash flow. And then when you think about inflation, when you hear the infl- the word inflation, if you are of a certain age, uh, the first image that comes to mind is the 1970s, uh, a year of you know double-digit inflation increases and double-digit uh, interest rate increases uh, meant to stop them. But looking back uh, historically on the Consumer Price Index, uh, the historical parallels seem very similar to the end of World War II, where the economy was in transition, there was a great deal of uh, pent-up demand that was being unleashed, but the economy was being uh, transitioned back from a wartime footing, and you had double-digit inflation in 1947. And it came crashing back to earth in the 1950s. And do analysts believe that a similar trend is going to occur in this decade uh, once the all the COVID disruptions are over, that inflation will go back to a, a number that we're used to? Yeah, the market is still kind of making that bet. When you look at how the market has been behaving, if if in fact the market thought we were getting into a, a, a 70s, and the markets for you know look forward, and if it felt I I believe if we we're getting into a 70s situation where it was just ramp, rampaging inflation, I don't think you'd have uh, you know the, the Dow trading 
um, you know, just off its all-time high and the S&P trading just off their all-time high. Um, now, things can change and change in a hurry, but I, I think that is still the, the, the majority bet out there is that, you know, we may have some inflation here of 2022, um, certainly in the first half, but I think there is some expectation that that will start to moderate here. Lastly, uh, what's the Dow theory telling you? Last major signal under the Dow theory was a, a bull market signal. Um, now, we've had a little bit of divergence at the top where we had the Dow Industrials recently go to a new all-time high that was not confirmed by the Dow Jones Transportation Average. And sometimes when you see that sort of divergence, it can kind of signal kind of a yellow flag for the market. Um, and, and so, you know, we're kind of in that period right now. What you don't want to see from a Dow theory perspective is the Dow Jones Industrial Average to go to below its its previous uh, significant near-term low here of about 34,000 and the Dow Jones transportation average going below its recent low of about 15,500. So those are the kind of key support levels for the Dow theory right now. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter in Hammond. Up next, Personal Finance Wednesday, buying a home in a seller's market. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Hey, it's Personal Finance Finance Wednesday, and this afternoon we're examining the highly competitive home market and strategies that will help you stand out from other potential buyers. We're joined by Brian Wickert, president and owner of Acunet Mortgage, proud sponsor of WBBM, based in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Brian, thank you for joining us today. The housing market is still white hot. It's predicted to remain white hot in 2022. But what can you do as a home seller or home buyer to make sure this is not a white knuckle experience? Well, if you're in the home buying side of the table, what you've got to do is put your best foot forward. And that means impressing the seller that you can follow through on your offer. I happen to be selling a home myself right now, so I can tell you from personal experience what I'm looking for from that buyer. Bigger down payment is better. From the from the seller's standpoint, they'd love a cash offer, right? But not many people can pull that off. So if we can, as a mortgage lender, verify perhaps some gift money from mom, dad, or grandpa to help you uh, bolster that down payment, more is better because it gives the seller confidence that you could sustain something like a slightly low appraisal. Uh, speaking of appraisals, that's the next thing that a buyer can do. You could write in your offer that, hey, I'm still willing to pay $300,000 for your home, even if it appraises as low as two hundred and ninety. I call that appraisal wiggle room. In a competitive market where people are sometimes bidding more than the asking price, that can be a really important differentiator. As uh, someone who looks at uh, Zillow or Redfin from time to time and uh, sees their estimate for the value of my home, uh, it's, it's a number that makes you think. And uh, are, are those uh, accurate uh, valuations of, of property? And as a seller, should you get hung up on offers that may not match the expectations that you want? Uh, I would say that you can ignore Zillow or any other algorithmic uh, estimate of value. What you want to do is work with a local professional real estate agent that has experience in your market segment. All real estate is local. So whether you're on the selling side, you want that professional to tell you, hey, based on these other sales of properties like yours, 
right in the immediate area, here's what you can expect to fetch. Same thing on the buyer side. That's where the licensed real estate agent really earns their commission, is helping you understand what it's going to take to win in a competitive situation. The other thing you can do to put yourself above the rest is if you're getting a mortgage, make sure that the mortgage lender verifies not just your credit. I call that a slapdash bank pre-approval. That's what most uh, mortgage lenders provide. You also want them to verify your down payment and your income, all three legs of the pre-approval stool. And lastly, another thing you can do is to give some wiggle room on the inspection. You might say, hey, you know what? I, as the buyer, I'll pay for the first $2,000 of items that come up on a home inspection. Any little thing like that that you can do to set yourself above the other offers is going to really help you win. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Brian Wickert, president and owner of Accudet Mortgage, proud sponsor of WBBM based in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Join us at this time tomorrow for Technology Thursday and still to come using the power of a tight job market when negotiating with a prospective new employer. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The tight labor market means people looking for a new job could be in a strong position to negotiate salary and benefits. Let's get the perspective of Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern, based in Chicago. Rick, thanks for joining us today. Even though you as the employee may hold most of the cards, uh, you still have to be diplomatic in, uh, in what you ask for and strategic and smart. Absolutely. And, and I think Prior to all of that is the idea that you want to get the offer regardless of whether it meets all of your criteria because you can't start negotiations until somebody says they're interested. So if you're, if you're, if you're trying to game the system by how much you're going to make and what your benefits are before you have an offer, you're basically negotiating with yourself. And then what if you as an employee just want to get a raise? Uh, do you need that offer or interest from some other party to even start the conversation? Or can you just go in and say, hey, look, times are good. Uh, uh, can I have a little extra compensation or, or any X, Y, and Z fringe benefits? Sure. Let's, let's talk about jobs the way they really are. They're not transactional. They're relationships. And so if you view the, the negotiation, whether it's an opportunity to go work somewhere or an opportunity to improve your situation where you are, treat it as a relationship, which means there are two people in it, if not more, and that you're trying to make sure there's as much of a win-win as possible. I think the other thing people have to be careful about is you're not, you don't need to fill up the conversation with a lot of words. You really want the more the other party speaks, the more you know about what's possible. So I think you're going to have to separate these. If you're, if, you're, if you're interviewing for a job externally from where you are now, get the offer first. Once the offer is solidified, know what you would want in terms of compensation, bonus, benefits, uh, vacation, et cetera. And then think about the one that's most critical to you and bring that forward first. Say, it's a wonderful opportunity. I'm very much excited about it. I am uh, a little unsure about the idea of giving up my existing vacation uh, that I had in my previous company. What would we do about that? And then just shut up and let that happen. Now, when you have an existing relationship in a company, you have to find a way to remind them of your market value because people tend to take for granted what they already have, and yet you can't fight about it. So you have to find a way to say, you know, this has been a great opportunity. I really like what I'm doing. You know, I'd like, I'd like to advance. 
uh, as part of that, I know the market value is X. You know, can we talk about uh, improving my compensation relative to the market to keep me to, to keep me whole in that regard? And then again, be quiet and let them do the talking. And then uh, when, the it, more, when, it, when it comes yeah, to due diligence, though, on on the amount of money that that per, a person in a comparable position can be making, like, is it just simply a, a, just a matter of going to Glassdoor and getting that information? Sure, you can do that, but there's lots of you know there's a job, Rob. We, there's a job out there for all of us that it doesn't matter how much they pay us, we don't want it. So you you can't take compensation exclusively as the as the the end all and be all. If you're in an organization where you're happy, you're negotiating for more money. If you're going into a company you don't know that much about, yeah, going to Glassdoor, finding out about that. If I was interviewing with a company, one of the things that I would be doing once the offer came forward would be say, I'd really be interested in talking to some other people who work in the department so I can get a better sense of how I might fit in. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern, based in Chicago. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.